G73. Hey everybody, this is Alfie, your host of Jack of Trades. I'm back. And uh Thanks for uh, joining me on this uh, special edition, the C19 experience. And uh, this is just something that uh, I wanted to kind of put together. Um, and again, it's got, uh, you know, nothing to do with, you know, external um, opinions or anything like that. But it's just a personal experience that uh, I actually went through. And uh, wanted to just share it with everybody out there. And uh, just to, you know, let you know that you're not alone. And um, just kind of how I went through it all and seen pretty much everything that uh, I did see or experience from, you know, first signs of having, you know, COVID um, all the way through to, you know, ending up in the hospital unexpected and, um, you know, my recovery after the fact. So hopefully you can uh, kind of enjoy this uh, personal experience that I had. It's uh, kind of over a course of, uh, I would think, three segments, um, you know, broken up a little bit and just kind of walking you through a little bit of what I went through and experienced. So and, um, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. So again, um, you know, I really want to point out and, you know, kind of say right off the bat, you know, I'm not anti-vax at all. Um, I just take a little bit longer to, you know, get the facts and God, we all know how much garbage is out there. Um, you know, we don't know really what to believe because it's been uh, such a confusing experience for everybody the last two two years now that it's been and you know i think everybody is just tired of dealing with the the crap so some are you know just doing what they want to do you know everybody's entitled to what they want to do it's their own personal choice and you know i respect that and you know so be it and you know for me like i said i'm i'm not an anti-vax at all i uh believe strongly that you know what I want to put into myself or even my son, um, you know, like I mentioned before, has special needs, uh, ASD, uh, autism spectrum disorder. Um, you know, you, you kind of want to make sure that nothing else is going to affect him or yourself um, because you hear all these horror stories of, you know, the side effects and, and things that have, that have been happening, um, you know, to a lot of, people uh in, in children and teenagers and young adults so you know you, you don't know what to do um in that sense and you know it doesn't matter who you talk to 
you know, friends, family, you know, professionals, doctors, whatever they, everybody has their, you know, their, their opinions and kind of what they want to, you know, I think not push, but I think what they strongly believe in, um, you know, they voice. And again, I respect everybody's, you know, choice of what they want to do and perspective. Um, you know, like in, in our household, I have my, uh, my beautiful partner that's, you know, she's vaxxed and, you know, she's vaxxed because she wants to visit her family uh, overseas and I don't blame her. So, you know, the way they've got it all set up out here and in North America, and I'm sure, you know, the way it's been lately, you know, you have to be vaxxed. You have to show, you know, you're, that you're double vaxxed or triple vaxxed or whatever the case is now. They keep moving, you know, the pylon on on that one. But, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of set that precedent that, you know, I'm not anti-vax. I am just sharing an experience that I went through. Um, I'm not vaxxed. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm still uh, trying to get into, you know, a doctor and, um, you know, the process time for that is, is crazy, but you know, you got to follow the process, you know, in order to get in, uh, to have a family doctor nowadays. And, you know, I'm doing so, um, because, you know, I want to make sure that my family and, you know, we're all taken care of properly. And we have, you know, a doctor that we can, um, rely on and, and kind of go to, um, and, you know, that's just all a part of settling in and kind of being where you're you're being and setting your roots, right, with your family. So for me, um, you know, 2021 has been crazy um, with, you know, work and, and uh, just life itself and, you know, having crazy household um, of doing things outdoors, which we love. You know, and, and trying to keep busy and keeping, you know, uh, our boys kind of busy um, doing things. And, well, I guess within within the means of, you know, what we were what we're allowed uh, in the sense. But, you know, for me. Working, you know, as as I have been for the last two years straight through the pandemic. Um, and it just for me, I, I work, you know. Uh, for software company uh, that works or helps and supports the healthcare system uh, for long-term care. So um, we just got busier. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, um, while everybody else around you is kind of on being let go or putting on, been put on hiatus, um, I'm sitting there and, my workload's increasing, you know, hand over fist. Um, you know, I'm not complaining because obviously it's job security. And, uh, you know, I do feel for those that had to stay home uh, or had, you know, lost their jobs uh, because of it, um, because of the COVID lockdowns and things like that. Um, it's not a place to, you know, wish anybody to be in uh, because everybody, I think at one point before the whole, pandemic hit was, you know, doing well. Um, but again, that's another, you know, another whole story in itself. Um, 
but I just, you know, for me, it kind of started with the workload increasing and, and, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a type of person that, you know, nose to the grind and, you know, just get things done and, um, you know, work and work hard. I've always worked hard all my life. You know, that's how I was born and raised. You know, you work hard for what you, what you want and, um, you just kind of get into that mode. You're, you know, my generation, the Gen Xers, you know, we're, we're conditioned to take the hards with the easies. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we don't stop and we just go, 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 go. And I think as we get older, you know, we have to kind of pull back a little bit and, and, and see what's going on and enjoy our life that we, we do have. You know, our parents busted their asses, you know, to give us what we have. And, you know, again, we're doing the same thing to give our kids what, what we want to give them. You know, so you work and you work and you work and the, and the hours and the workload and everything comes up. And, you know, a lot of a lot of um, people out there talking about mental health and, you know, how to cope during the pandemic and isolation and, and all these things and all these factors. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful and fortunate. My company is, is uh, you know, very strong advocate for mental health and, you know, supporting their employees, um, you know, through this pandemic has been incredible. And, you know, I'm fortunate in that regard because I know there's a lot of companies out there that, that don't really give a damn. You know, and uh, that's unfortunate. But for me, um, you know, this kind of brought me down to a point of, you know, this year in 2021, you know, it was extremely busy. And I think we've I've never experienced, you know, being at the company as long as I have um, in, in all these past six years that this year was like the busiest I've ever experienced. Um, you know, and for me doing the projects and things like that was, was insane. Uh, just with the amount of load coming in, um, in the pipeline, it, we were just busy nonstop. Um, as soon as 2021 hit at midnight, um, up until today, you know, it's been nonstop and it continues to, uh, to grow and, and increase and, you know, but we, you know, for, for me as, as a, as a person going through all this and seeing everything that's happening around, you know, you really kind of just get in a zone, um, you know, this, this mental focus of, you know, get the work done, life work balance, you know, that's what they always push. And it is hard. It's, it's not that easy, you know, being remote too, especially when you're used to working at the office. Um, even though, you know, the office, I guess you could say at the time that I had a desk and, you know, uh, great colleagues to work with and, and everything else, it was just a different atmosphere. It was, it was much, uh, much more nicer to, you know, to go in as a break from home, um, you know, because we had a, a balance of, you know, working remote and also working in the office. And you just kind of, you know, take advantage of what you can, the days that you want to go in. But at the same time, you know, when it's taken away, 
you're kind of, you know, like a duck sitting in the water uh, on hunting season. And yeah, you just kind of have to readjust, adapt. And, you know, fortunately for me, I, I'm always good to adapt no matter what situation I've been in. Um, you know, I've bounced back and, and kind of found ways around things um, to get where I need to. And this, again, was, you know, something that I had to do was learn to work remotely. Um, and I'm not the only one. I mean, all my other colleagues and, and other people out there, you know, had to, that had to make that adjustment, you know, went through a difficult time period because, again, you're disrupting, you know, not uh, not just your work um, routines, but your home life routine. Uh, your children, your your partners, and and husbands and wives, and and so on. Like, it's just uh, I don't know. It's it it just really flipped everybody's life upside down. Um, and you know, with that, you're you're struggling to kind of make things work, and you know, you finally get a groove going, and you know, you're like I said, the the workload's coming in, and you know, you're doing what you got to do. And I think there was a point where, you know, you start seeing a lot more people, um, friends of yours or colleagues of yours that are starting to take some extended time off um, just for taking a break, you know, mental breaks. And, you know, you could see the burnout starting to uh, affect people. And I just sat there and I thought, you know, um, didn't dawn on me it kind of upset me to see a lot of good colleagues of mine uh, and friends, you know, kind of just bow out from their jobs um, because they couldn't handle the stress anymore or the, it, it was just too much, you know, with the COVID situations, the lockdowns, um, coping with the, you know, workloads and things like that. It, it, it basically you're burning the candle on two sides Um you know, it catches up with you. And for me, it, it kind of came, I don't know, I guess for me, my immunity or whatever you want to call it, uh, my, my stamina of my body, um, was probably at a low at some sort. And again, you know, for me, I really didn't, I, I didn't go anywhere other than the grocery store. Uh, at times, and, you know, I practiced the proper, you know, mask and, um, you know, sanitizer on the hands and, you know, keeping distances and, you know, we all play a part and we all follow the rules, you know, and, and we did so. Um, and I just felt like, okay, well, I'm following the rules and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I feel fine. I, you know, I'm, I think I'm doing fine. And I think it was just because I got into kind of um, a funk, you know, and I was just going on and on and keep it, keep it real by working. And, you know, I was just uh, at a point where, you know, I started feeling a little more tired and uh, run down and, you know, having trouble sleeping um, because of, you know, what was going on outside the, you know, the house in the world, you know, worrying about your kids going to school, you know, 
one day it's virtual, the next day it's it's in you know public. You're you're at the actual school, so there was just so much to juggle and so many things to keep going. And you know, um, I think it just caught up with me. Um, and again, you know, I'm I was surprised because for me, I am one that the last time I ever got sick, like really bad, was over ten years ago. So I consider myself a pretty healthy man, you know, at my age, um, pretty strong, you know, my, I, I've got, you know, I think probably one of the healthy lungs, you know, cardios and exercise. And, you know, I, I, I think I'm a fit person. Um, and, you know, I just had this tickle in my throat one day, um, and it was like a Thursday or something like that. So I didn't think any anything of it. And I went and, um, you know, got Fisherman's Friend. Because I've always, you know, anytime I had a sore throat in the past, years ago, that's kind of where I went. It was my go-to. And uh, did that. And, you know, I thought, okay, hey, no big deal. A couple days, you know, I was like... Uh, you know, still raspy a little bit, my throat, but, um, I was fine, felt fine and everything else. And, um, you know, just went along each day, did my work and uh, weekend was coming up and, um, there was a gathering of, you know, my childhood friends and work friends that, uh, grew up with and, um, but was, you know, looking forward to that. And um, basically made plans and, you know, kind of headed out there over the weekend uh, just for the day to hang out with everybody. And uh, yeah, we just um, hung out. Everybody had a great time. And all my friends from, you know, what I understand, um, you know, they live in a different city. And uh some of them live in no different province and we all kind of came together kind of see each other because obviously we've missed each other. Um, and we just wanted to check in with each other. So, you know, hanging out with uh, everybody was, was a blessing, uh, to see, you know, all their, their faces and, you know, kind of talk out things that, uh, kind of catch up, of uh, the last, how long it was that we were together at 18 months, whatever the case was, um, kind of lost count, but you know, had a great time and, uh, ate, you know, drank and hung out and, you know, I, I was feeling great. I, I, like I was happy and, um, you know, we all went back to, uh, you know, to our homes and it was like a day or two later that, uh, you know, started getting these um, hot f flashes and cold chills at night. And um, the coughing started and I thought, okay, well, this is weird. So I was like, okay, well, you know, um, take some medicine. And, you know, I was taking uh, the typical ibuprofen and acetaminophen for my my fever to control it like I, I've done in the past. So everything I was doing was, you know, kind of 
everything that we do or have uh, have known to do in the past. And it's just one of those things like you don't think twice. And um, I just kind of really was trying to gain some strength and because I was just feeling really tired. And, uh, you know, this whole time, mind you, working from home, um, you know, I've been in isolation. I really haven't gone out of my bubble, like the home bubble. Um, so when I started, you know, with the itchy throat kind of thing, I kind of just isolated myself downstairs from the rest of the family in the house. Um, you know, and that was like the 5th of, uh, October, I think it was. So, you know, you kind of isolation and camp out downstairs and you kind of, uh, try to figure it out yourself to kind of feel better. And, um, you know, everybody else was, was kind of doing their, their daily routines and keeping their distance away. Um, you know, and so be it. I had to take care of it. Right. So take a slight break and we'll be right back. Hi there, this is Alfie from Jack of Trades. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you're enjoying it. I just wanted to uh, let you know that we have some new things uh, on the way. We've got this new landing pad, uh, a website that is basically helping uh, kind of get some word out of our new updates. You can actually access it through our Instagram uh, link in my bio, or you can go on the Facebook and uh, check out some of the uh logos uh, that I've posted. They have the links there. Uh, You can definitely check it out there and hopefully you enjoy it. And remember, make sure you sign, subscribe, or leave even some feedback or comments. Love your comments. And just remember, stay safe, take care, and keep enjoying the rest of the broadcast. Take care. we're back isolation you know that's um a pretty big word and again you know it's uh it's what we've all been having to do and again like i said i've i've already started isolating myself downstairs um, because of work but also at the same time um you know i started feeling that itch in my throat and you know wasn't feeling really the greatest so like I said, I, I kind of left myself downstairs, kind of uh, isolated from the rest of the family. Because again, you don't, you don't want to spread anything or you don't know exactly what. You definitely don't want to pass along or anything because you don't know. So I basically just um, kept working along and, you know, I just the coughing kept coming back and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. You know, this coughing is, um, something that I used to, that I had once, I think, uh, when I was 16 or 18, uh, for a short time period. And it was like a bronchitis cough and, uh, really was kind of bothering me in my, in my chest. So I decided, you know, that 
I needed to uh, maybe go get uh, the COVID test and see, you know, what what's going on there. So I did. I went through, drove through. Um, they had uh, the drive-through set up here in in uh, where I'm at, and uh, went through, took the COVID test. You know, got the uh, what do you call it? the uh, the ministry, the health board. You know, following up with you. Um, you know, for protocols, and uh, you know, you wanted to make sure that you're following kind of what you have to do. Um, you know, and I just kind of sat there and continued to work, you know, stressed out a bit more because, um, you know, there were some things I was dealing with work projects wise that, you know, weren't going well, but I had to figure them out and, you know, it was added stress, but, you know, managed to, to bowl through it and, you know, I still kept feeling really run down and I was getting, you know, those, those hot flashes and chills, uh, more often. And the coughing just was driving me crazy. Like I couldn't stand it. Um, it was just here and there, but it was just constant. And, uh, you know, you just kind of go crazy about it, uh, because you want to stop the coughing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure anybody out there, if, you know, when you were feeling it, um, if you, you know, when you were coughing that, uh, you know, it was all in your chest and, uh, and in your throat kind of thing. But, you know, so I was doing what I can and, um, you know, I was grateful that, you know, my, uh, my beautiful partner just, you know, she, she kind of did what she could do. Um, you know, running the household upstairs, um, you know, keeping everybody at bay, um, while I was doing my thing downstairs and keeping at bay away from everyone. Um, you know, so for us, it was a little stressful, you know, to start off that way. And I think it was at one point, you know, I was just laying down trying to sleep it off. And, you know, I, I basically told, uh, you know, my, my manager at work and I said, you know, I, I, I'm not feeling the greatest, you know, and she, you know, right away supported me and was saying like, you know, hey, just take the next day off the Friday, the Thursday, whatever you need, you know, to feel better, you know, just do so rest up. I need you to, you know, to feel good. And, and she's, she supported me hundred um, percent, you know, about resting and, and kind of getting, you know, um, everything all, you know, taken care of and you know so that I could feel better um because again she didn't want to lose me to you know taking time off for being sick or whatever the case was and I didn't want to you know take time off because of that so you know so I took the the next couple of days off the Thursday the Friday uh to see if I could kind of really you know recoup a little bit and build my strength and kind of get back at it and you know um I, there was ups and downs during the days. Um, I was okay, but at the same time, you know, when nighttime comes around, and again, it's always when it's you know nighttime and you're and you're wanting to sleep and you're wanting to rest, but the, you know the damn cough comes in and you know you're coughing your head off and you, you can't sleep. It's just an annoyance that just goes beyond belief. Um, you know, so 
I, 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 I just did what I had to do, you know, try to, you know, carry over to the next day. And I was waiting in, in, you know, this whole time. Cause I, like I said, I went Thursday to get the, the COVID update uh, or the COVID test. And I was waiting for the update and, you know, to see if it was positive or negative. And I ended up getting it the Sunday morning. I think it was, um, and it posed positive. So right away, you know, you're getting calls from, you know, the health board and and ministry and whatever the case is for how they do their, their sequences of tracking, you know, from the milling questions that they ask you. And, you know, I, I wasn't even feeling any better. Like I was just so tired and so annoyed and I wasn't feeling great. And all I'm doing is answering these questions from, you know, the, the health board or health ministry and just getting so angry, so annoyed because it was just constant. And, you know, when you're in that kind of state of mind, you don't even want to think. You just want to relax and want to sleep. And I just sat there and I, and I was like, come on, like, are you done? And I even I think I even said to her. You know, I, I apologize. I'm, I don't want to sound rude or nothing, but how many more damn questions are there? Like, I, I'm really wanting to rest. I, I, I don't feel good to answer these questions. And she basically had, she told me that I had to answer, you know, all the questions so they could, you know, um, set up the proper monitoring. Um, you know, if when it started and when it, it should be over and, you know, kind of my isolation time window is what they were trying to, you know, set up. And I struck through it, you know, and she basically said to me, um, you know, you should, you know, go talk to your doctor or go to the clinic uh, or even the hospital emergency, um, you know, if it gets any worse. Um, you know, so I thought, Okay, you know, she's basically got me set up now and I'm just going to, um, again, write it out, right? Like, again, to me, this just felt like a one of the old colds that I used to have, you know, when I was 16 or 18, you know, it was bronchitis and, you know, the coughing just was what was not kicking my ass. Like, I just couldn't handle it. I was like, God damn, like, what the hell? This coughing has got to stop. So at some point I, you know, was just resting and kind of sitting up and, um, you know, my partner just, she, God bless her. Like she came down and just kind of peeked around the corner just to see how I was doing. And, you know, she actually said, oh, you look actually better. Um, you know, and you're looking better. And I was like looking at her and I thought, I don't feel any better. <laughs> so um, I just kind of, you know, after that, you know, ate a little bit of what she made um, food wise. Because um, again, it was Thanksgiving uh, here in Canada uh, around the 12th and I couldn't eat anything. Um, so she had made some turkey dinner before Thanksgiving came around officially, but, um, 
I, I literally, it was that weekend and I just had some, and I felt so bad because she spent, you know, the whole day, um, cooking and, and, you know, getting the turkey and everything ready, which is something that we do together. And, um, so I, I was, you know, kind of upset about that, you know, that this, this crap is, you know, already taking a toll on, you know, things that we had planned and, um, I don't know, that night I kind of, you know, took my, you know, ibuprofen and uh, the acetaminophen. I, I, I switched to that mainly because it, I felt it was helping me a little bit more with the headaches and uh, the fever. So, um, you know, I was just laying down and I kind of was, and mind you, the whole time while I was feeling this way the last couple of days, I was drinking and drinking so much water that I thought I was taking in like tons of water. And I I guess I was that bad with the fevers and chills that I sweated all pretty much the water. So eventually it was like dehydration at some point. Um, but I, that's, what was it? The Sunday night, I think it was, uh, went to bed uh, or lay on the couch and, you know, fell asleep. And then I woke up um, and was headed toward the bathroom. And I took a nosedive. Um, I passed out. I've never ever in my entire life passed out. Uh, for me, it was kind of like, what the hell? Um, didn't know what to expect, didn't know what to do. Um, I managed to, you know, kind of catch myself in the sense um, but I was on the ground and, you know, my, uh, beautiful partner came running down and, you know, she, you know, mask and all and gloves and just kind of was like, Hey, <laughs> you okay? Like she, you know, she got worried and scared because, you know, I've never done that before. Um, and so, you know, I, I just basically just kind of came to and um, saw her and she kind of sat me back up on the toilet seat and um, just kind of sat there till I caught my my bearings again and, and um, you know, just basically stood up and walked back to the to the couch and sat down and drank some water and um, you know, she says, I think you need to go to the, the hospital in the morning, um, as soon as you can. And, um, so I did, um, the next, you know, the morning, it was a couple hours later into it, but, um, I went first thing, uh, she dropped me off at the hospital and I, uh, walked in and, uh, registered. And it was kind of like one of those things where you're walking in, don't know what to expect because of this whole thing. And, uh, you know, I had my documentation to say that, you know, I was positive with the COVID. So I had that with me, um, you know, all the essentials that we needed to, to kind of go into the, to the hospital and, you know, checked in and it was kind of pretty quick. Like they brought me right through, um, to get registered and I sat down, um, and I mean, there was other people that were sick as well. Um, 
with different things. But again, everybody was kind of categorized as, you know, COVID related. So, you know, I sat there in the in the lobby. And, you know, I just kind of figured might as well see what it, you know, what this is all about, what they're going to do. And um, I had the uh, the nurses coming through that took the blood um, and they gave me, you know, took a sample of blood um, to, I guess, kickstart the whole thing, the whole process to kind of see where I'm at with everything. Um, then I sat back down and I just, uh, you know, I would, I think the biggest thing was fighting to not faint or pass out again. Cause I, I still was getting those hot flashes and cold chills and then I was feeling okay. And all the while, you know, you're wearing this damn fucking mask and it, it's so hard to breathe with the fucking mask. Like, you know, and, and you just feel like you're suffocating while you're, you know, trying not to cough your head off or, you know, trigger coughing. Um, it was just a, it was just a mess. And, you know, I'm, I'm there by myself because obviously, you know, my partner couldn't stay with me, um, because of the whole isolation thing. And I didn't want her to be there, uh, anyway, because, you know, we had to tend to home and everything else. And it's like one of those things like, okay, what's going to happen next? You know, what do I really got or you know, what are they going to do to me to kind of help me, you know, get through this point or whatever, make me feel better. Cause that's all I really wanted to do was just feel better. And, you know, mind you, this is Monday holiday. I'm at the hospital and, uh, you know, I, I just sat there and, and waited it out and I finally got through, got into one of the, the rooms, um, in the ER and you know, they basically just, um, took my vitals, um, checked me out and you know, the blood cultures came back and, um, they basically said, yeah, you, you definitely need to stay. Um, you, you have the, the signs of COVID, um, and you know, your kidneys are kind of on the red marker. Um, and they asked me if I had kidney disease or history of it. And I was like, no, like I said, I have not been sick or anything, you know, in over 10 years, I'm very healthy. Um, so to me, I was kind of worried about, you know, my, my kidneys, like what the heck's going on there, you know? Um, but they also said, you know, it could be due to high dehydration because of your fevers and everything else. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll give you kind of the saline drip, um, for hydration and, and kind of get that going, but, you know, sit in here and kind of get comfortable as best you can. And, you know, we'll, we'll get you in. They want to do some x-rays and things like that to check, to make sure that, you know, you're, you're okay on your chest. Um, because you mentioned that you, you're, it's your chest, the coughing and everything else. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I don't know during the whole six hours of sitting in the ER, that's another thing. Like, God, you know, why does it take for so damn long here, you know, in the hospitals in Canada or in Ontario, just to sit there for six hours 
And, you know, during that whole time, I went through and got my chest x-rayed. And, you know, I thought, I need something to quench my thirst. I was dying of thirst. And I asked for ice and, you know, like the nurses, I don't know what it was. Like they, they had so many things to do, you know, they were just running back and forth everywhere. But, you know, there's a drip stand sitting next to me and it's not even connected to me yet. And this is already three hours in, um, you know, I, I kept saying, you know, hello, can I get some ice or can I get this, you know, connected or whatever the case is. And, you know, one, I never got the ice Two, they kept saying, oh, well, when you come back from your, you know, your scans, then, you know, we'll connect you with it. I'm thinking, okay, fair enough. But then a couple more hours pass by before I go to my CAT scan. And then I come back and a couple more hours goes by and then I'm going for, you know, an MRI. And I'm like, okay, I really need some fluids. So I was really pissed off that they neglected to, you know, give me anything relating to ice, water, or even, you know, the IV. So when the doctor finally came, you know, he basically walked through and said that, you know, you're, you're clear with regards to, you know, no blood clots because apparently the COVID um, virus causes blood clots, you know, and they didn't want to make, they wanted to make sure that I didn't have any in my lungs or near my heart or anything like that, which is totally understandable. Um, and then he just asked me again about, you know, the kidney thing. And I thought, no, I, I'm very healthy. You know, like I told him before, like, I'm, it's been over, well over 10 years that I've been sick, really sick. Um, so it's got to be something else. And I said, I have not been connected to this IV that's been here, you know, for the last five hours. And he kind of got upset um and told the nurses like he needs to get this in him now because he's severely dehydrated so they finally you know came put the you know the iv in connected it and he said to me um you know we want to keep you at the covid uh, floor um overnight or for the next day or so just to make sure that um you know all the blood cultures come back and everything else so you know Long story short, I had to stay and I was stuck. Um, so for me, there was no way to even get a hold of, you know, my partner and, you know, the family, let them know kind of like where I was or what was going on until I got to the room, um, you know, which took another hour or so. But I finally get up there and I'm finally, you know, brought into a private room on a COVID floor and, you know, yeah, I was, uh, I was worried in the sense of like, what's next? What are they going to do? Um, they took so much blood culture or samples from me. It was ridiculous. Like I'd never had that much blood come out of me before. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I was kind of like wondering, you know, what, 
you know, what do I got or what can they tell me that I have? Because I still kept saying, I think I have bronchitis or pneumonia, you know, a combination of the two. I, you know, and, and because I've, I've had those symptoms, you know, before, you know, in my past, you know, in, in the past. So I was just going off of, you know, what was similar to me. So regardless, you know, I basically, um, just sat there and, and, and took it, you know, all in and, um, got into the bed, got the robes, uh, fresh robes on and, you know, got settled in, um, you know, the IV was, was running and they took my oxygen stats and my oxygen was very low, um, still. And from when I came into the ER to when I got to the room, it was, you know, bouncing around the 86% to 90%. Um, so it wasn't good. Um, it was very hard to breathe or keep that maintain the oxygen levels. And it was because of that damn cough. It inflamed my bronchioles that bad that I couldn't get that second gulp of air or second wind like I usually do. Which was, you know, fucking so frustrating because I, you know, I, I've never gone through it that bad where I feel like I'm suffocating. And, you know, I, to me, I feel um, or have a new appreciation for those that suffer it with that every day, um, you know, where they're on an oxygen tank every day for the rest of their lives. Um, you know, God bless you for putting up with it. It's difficult and it sucks that, you know, air is the simplest form or the freest form and you still struggle to, to get it, you know? So anyway, there I lie in my room, private room, getting ready to kind of see what's going to bring, you know, for myself and we'll be right back. Hi, this is just a public service announcement. Just want to make sure that everyone stays safe out there during this COVID-19 uh, year. Make sure you follow the protocols in your state or province, no matter where you are. Just please practice your social distancing where needed. Wear your mask where it's required. And always and most importantly, wash your hands. Keep your hands clean and do the best we can. We will get through this, everybody. We're all in this together. So take care, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, welcome back. Appreciate that. So last I left, you know, I'm sitting in my private room and just uh, contemplating of, you know, what's going to happen next. And, you know, what is the hospital going to do or what, what are they going to do to me to kind of help me um, start feeling better? So join me in the next uh, chapter, chapter two of my special edition of COVID-19 experience. And uh, we'll continue the discussion of kind of what the hospital did uh, while I was there. 
um, and what treatments or things that they did to me um, in order to kind of help me get to the point where I could breathe again. So thank you for joining me on this chapter one and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll check on the next. See you soon. Take care. Thank you. Do what makes you happy and follow your passion. And remember, you're a special part of this assembly that we call civilization. Leave your mark. Take care.